Thank you for listening to the Praise Family of Churches podcast. We have physical buildings throughout Oregon in Monmouth, McMinnville, Eugene, Mitchell, and Willamina, but our community extends around the world. If you would like more information about any of our churches, please visit www.praiseonline.net. Hey everybody, welcome back to Behind the Message podcast where we go deeper behind what was preached on Sunday in the series of a, as a whole. Um, I'm Mackenzie Brown and in podcast studio with me is Pastor Matt Smucker and uh, there he is and um, <laughs> Pastor Morgan Williams. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> young Just, adult pastor. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, young adult pastor, uh, freshly ordained oh, and yes. knighted. Oh, yes. Into the ministry. It was official. Here in Monmouth. I love it. Um, And actually, what's going to be amazing is um, I'll be in and out, I'm sure, but um, we are passing the mic of hosting this (laughs) beautiful podcast over to Morgan. Um, And so, Morgan, can you just uh, tell us a little bit about who you are, what your role is around here, and maybe something fun, whatever you want to. Oh, something fun. Okay. (laughs) Uh, So, yes, I'm Morgan Williams, and I, this last year, interned with uh, Praise in Monmouth here. Um, And during that year, uh, was uh, introduced to the idea of becoming the church's um, young adults college pastor and um, decided to take on that role. And so um, this summer, I'm sort of figuring out what that's going to mean. We're sort of mm-hmm. learning this together. And then when school yeah. starts for uh, the students in September, I'll be taking on that role. And so, yeah, it's a bit of an adventure for all of us. <laughs> I love it. Um, but I've been pretty involved um, with the area here. I went to college here at Western Oregon University, and I've mm-hmm. lived in the Harriet House for the last four years and um, been consistently coming to praise now for like two and a half years, so mm-hmm. something like that. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so just slowly building more connections and decided to stick around a little longer to my parents' chagrin. <laughs> <laughs> parents are always chagrined. That's yeah, a, you know, all right. No matter what we choose, right? Uh, yeah, oh. so I think that's awesome. kind of me. Super. And it's really important for your role to be, especially here in Monmouth, because we are a college mm-hmm. town, and it's a pretty small town, so a yeah. good percentage of our population mm-hmm. are uh, college-age students or young adults. Mm-hmm. So... Um, and that young adult age range is probably like, what, 18 to 30 is kind of... Yeah, that's kind of mm-hmm. where we're sticking at. We don't want to limit it just to college students. Yeah. Um, because even if you're not taking college classes, it's important to have the community and connection. Um, so we're we're calling it our young adults yeah. group mm-hmm. to kind of keep that open yeah. to people. One part of the founding vision of Praise was to be a multi-generational church near a college mm-hmm. campus. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're just like two blocks away from the edge of Western Oregon campus. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, it's exciting. I'm excited to see what God's going to do in the young adult ministry and in Mm -hmm. the Koinonia gatherings Mm -hmm. that happen each week, which Koinonia literally means fellowship, Fellowship. Mm -hmm. right? Getting together and hanging out and sharing life together. And so all that that might mean in this season of difference you know and Uh creativity (laughs) and i know there was some zoom calls this spring lots Um, of zoom (laughs) but hopefully hopefully a little more face-to-face as we get into the fall yeah yeah for sure for sure awesome so i'm actually passing the mic over to uh morgan to host us today especially because um i can't really interview myself after preaching this last weekend (laughs) 
all right. So, well, I guess one thing that we should first talk about is we just started a new series. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Mackenzie, could you kind of introduce that series a little bit and... Yeah, I think we, it's kind of funny how the series come together. Um, It usually comes off of, I hear Joe say something, and then (laughs) I start thinking about how we can make an entire series out of that one thing. So, uh, like, for example, uh, a couple months ago, Joe said something about how we as Christians don't have freedom or something like that. And I was like, I want to know more about that. And so we wrote a series on freedom, and we just kind of hit the ground running with it. And so this one... Um, actually didn't come necessarily from something that Joe said, but came out of just the season that we're in mm-hmm. um, and wanting to find, I mean, some of it's very practical and how you, how you sort out what series you're going to do next and things like that. Um, but uh, we wanted something to kind of do for the summer and mm-hmm. um, Ezra and Nehemiah, I, I, really struck me one night started listening or watching the Bible project um, kind of summarize it, especially the pieces where the people come back from exile and they have to rebuild their church. And it feels so much like our day right now where we've kind of come out of an, our own type of exile. Then um, maybe we were put into that for similar reasons. Like I talked a little bit about this weekend and, 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 the weeks to come, I'm really excited about because they're weird stories and they're not ones that get preached on a lot. Yeah. And so the weird Bible nerd in me is really excited <laughs> about that. But it's, uh, it, it's exciting, especially one part that's upcoming is when they lay the foundation of the temple and they're so excited and they think God's going to fall in the same way that he had with the previous temple and he just doesn't. And mm-hmm. so all the older people are just dismayed like it's not the way it's always been mm-hmm. and wow whoa how true that is mm-hmm. and it's going to continue to be so yeah yeah that's actually one thing that i was totally thinking about when i was listening to your sermon is when because uh, israel was in captivity for 70 years mm-hmm. and then they came back and so i was thinking like okay so you have like all the people who lived in Israel before then are now old. Yeah. And then you have mm. this whole generation of people under the age of 70 that have grown up in captivity and that's mm. all they know. Right. Yeah. And so now coming back, you have all the old people who are like, oh, we just want it how we remember it mm. in our heads. And all the new people are like, well, we don't know what it's even mm-hmm. supposed to look like. And so you have this weird like meshing of, well, I want it just how it was. And then this new generation that's like, well, oh, we don't even know what that was like. How do yeah. we get there type of thing? And yeah. mm-hmm. um, so I don't know, I was kind of like, I mean, I can just imagine that with us now, you mm-hmm. know, all, all right. of us are like, we just want things to go back to normal. But like, I mean, this is this is a new normal that we're living in. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. I don't know, we don't know how long it's gonna last, mm-hmm. but I don't yeah. think, everything's not going to go back completely to normal like it was before and no. so we're yeah we're having to learn <laughs> yes and it's a struggle it get, on the one hand you know you want to honor the past mm-hmm. and honor, honor the traditions and the people who have have really you know established things along the way yeah. you know like in the israelites case like the ones who had built the original <laughs> temple yeah or the the uh, the people who had gone before you want to honor that but then there's also that you want to also move forward to wherever God is leading you next Mm -hmm. and culture and society, things have changed. 
so rapidly. We don't want to miss what God is doing now for yeah. the sake of preserving something from before. Yeah. And, I, and that's the that's the struggle with rebuilding what church might look like. Yeah. You know, you can take that phrase, rebuilding the church, mm-hmm. and and just you know, let's just rebuild it in the same blueprint that it was before. Yeah. Or you can look at it like this is an opportunity to maybe rebuild it in a different way moving forward that would be um, even more effective for mm-hmm. reaching our community. And I think that's the the challenge, that's the prayer that we're all praying right now mm-hmm. is what could that new rebuilding look like? Yeah. Um, and, and to think outside of the building of yeah. part of that, mm-hmm. but you know, as I think we'd all agree, the church is actually a group of people yes. who are following Jesus together. Yeah. And so it's a rebuilding of community and relationships and um, those might look different from like a Sunday gathering. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. And I think for me, I, I, I want to feel prepared coming back and, and being ready in my own heart for something new. And I think mm-hmm. when you think about the Israelites, when they got put into captivity, uh, you know, they had really struggled with idolatry and honoring the Sabbath, but, um, God placed them in the middle of the epicenter of idolatry, basically, in Mm. Babylon. And so you want to take your fill of it. And so it's not like they had really, like, been living super honorably in captivity or anything like that. Mm -hmm. They came back. I think they were probably super messed up, honestly, from being in Babylon for so long. And, Mm -hmm. And like you were saying, Morgan, the people who didn't know any differently mm-hmm. are not going to want to then go back to what it used to be mm-hmm. like or honor God in a, a, even a good way because what do you mean we haven't been doing this entire time why would we yeah. do it now yeah and yeah. so we're in the uh, as the series progresses we're really going to see that opposition come up mm-hmm. in three really distinct ways against the three yeah. different leaders mm-hmm. um and and that's really really interesting to kind of see. And I want to make sure that, um, I I don't want to either be the opposition and I also don't want to be the one stuck in the past. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. I want to be the ones that are focusing on God and and what he wants and what he wants to be doing new, not like just the old ways of doing it, but also not Mm -hmm. the ways that I've gotten comfortable. Right. You know, so yeah, that's good. It's going to be a fun series. (laughs) <laughs> I think so too. Yeah, I, I love the focus on rest and Sabbath that you talked about this week. Um, what was, I mean, you mentioned some of those books you yeah. know, that you've been reading and I've been listening to the podcast of the two authors Yeah, you know, that you'd mentioned so going back and forth and just elaborating on that. But um, yeah, what, what has really struck you as something that uh, is maybe something you weren't thinking about before as far as like rest and Sabbath personally. I mean, I think Mm. what's so important is the fact that we started this series with Sabbath and with rest that we, Mm -hmm. I mean, and I think that's similar to, um, how, if I remember correctly, the Jewish week started with Sabbath. Sabbath is that right, or did it end with Sabbath? Anybody know? It ended with Sabbath. And, never mind. No. But but their I mean oh. their week starts on Sunday right. and goes to Saturday. But their Sabbath was Saturday. Saturday. That's right. Never mind. That's it was not like the foundation relevant. of preparing for the week. But it's right. Oh, yes. for the next yeah. Week. It's the right. foundation exactly. And yeah. so um, I think it's so important that we started there as mm-hmm. we talk about rebuilding the church yeah. because mm-hmm. we we have to 
start with the fact that we are placed inside the love of God. It's not mm-hmm. us who's doing any of this work. Mm-hmm. It really is God and we're obedient to what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think the interesting thing about this particular message around Sabbath and rest is this is really an outpouring of what my year has been. Mm-hmm. I started off this year um, wanting, I mean, Sabbath had been on my mind for just maybe a year before 2020 Mm -hmm. hit. Mm -hmm. So like all of 2019 and kept coming back up to me, Mm -hmm. like through books that I was reading or like literally every person that I listened to on podcast talks about Sabbath and all these things. And I was like, I better not ignore this. (laughs) And, and just the very fact of the structure of my life is, um, a little bit chaotic with like all the things that I do. And so at the beginning of this year said, I'm going to start taking a Sabbath and I'm Mm going to model it similar to how I did it at camp and whatever. And so started doing that, um, in January, um, where I would have a full 24 hours off Mm -hmm. a week. Mm -hmm. Um, and the only time that I could find it in my week without having some sort of work thing to do Mm -hmm. was Friday at 4 PM to Saturday at 4 PM. And so I started doing that and, and I think that was so helpful. It was kind of a journey though, because at first I was like, my phone's going to be totally off and all these Mm -hmm. things. I went into full blown anxiety and, and not, Mm. and I think part of it is a huge addiction to my phone up. I have an addiction to social media and my phone and whatever. But also it was like, I think I went, I thought that if I was going to Sabbath, I have to be disconnected from everybody. And that just wasn't true Mm. either. And so I had to kind of find the balance of how can I, and I'm still working on this. How can I be away from all the work things and still connected to my people? And so that's been kind of a journey. And then, like I shared in this, like when COVID hit, that went out the window. uh, Mm -hmm. My job just ended up being like all the time. (laughs) So especially weekends because kind of putting our service together and I was working on some video content for school, the school Mm -hmm. that I work for, um, that comes out on Mondays. So my Mm -hmm. weekends were like jam-packed. And so it was, I think this has been a conversation I've been having with people. Mm -hmm. Um, And so all the things that were in this, it was funny. I I mentioned to a friend of mine um, that this was the first time I wrote a sermon and preached it that I didn't have somebody proofread. Mm. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And um, and two people particularly Mm -hmm. were like, um, yeah, this is the first time I've, I've heard you preach something without actually like reading your, your notes beforehand. And mm. then when I talked to one of them yesterday, she said, yeah, I mean, I didn't read the notes beforehand, but I feel like I've heard all of this, <laughs> but that's because uh, we've been having this conversation right? and right. some of the things in my message are from conversations that we've had sure. and yeah. and they kind of come out of that. Cause it's I kind of talked for a while. Yeah, it, it yeah. totally has. So it's been really an interesting journey and mm-hmm. I'm still on it. And, yeah. and I, I was just kind of hoping this weekend to really, um, help people just be inspired to, to start thinking about what that looks like for their lives um, sure. because we have to find a way to slow down. Yeah. We're running ourselves into the ground. Mm-hmm. Well, it's so important that you had already been on this journey when you came into preparing the sermon. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the questions that Pastor Joe brings up a lot in speaking team is, you know, where does this passage make you bleed? Yeah. <laughs> and I think we have to get to that point 
with whatever scripture we're we're reading and and speaking on Mm -hmm. you know where does this affect us personally yeah because if it can't affect us personally then it's not gonna affect anyone else personally no and we're not gonna take those steps and Um, make those changes yeah so that's that's really pretty key i think it was like three months ago morgan you were around i think i came in and was like there's this verse. There's this verse. This is way before Ezra and Nehemiah had not been planned. None of mm, it was, mm-hmm. was there yet. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember okay. this. And I came in and I was like, the land enjoyed yep. Sabbath. How <laughs> crazy is that? Like, the land needed Sabbath. I'm yeah. not the only one who needs Sabbath. The land needs to rest. And I'm a, I'm a huge, like, I love nature. Like, I love mm-hmm. environmental science. Like, I just love that kind of stuff. And so, for me, I'm just like... Oh my gosh, like imagine, like we're, we're, we've not given our land rest at all. And look at the air <laughs> pollution now, it's gone down 30%. And, and they, and this yeah. actually, I found out in research is not true that they saw dolphins in, in the, can't it canals. wasn't true i heard it was fake news the Aww. dolphins in italy or uh. whatever oh well but like either way like i mean i think our planet needed some rest and yeah. it's such a bizarre yeah. concept so it's been like months of this and then i was like looking at ezra and nehemiah <laughs> and then went back i was like wait how did they get into this exile i went mm-hmm. back one chapter and there's the verse the right. land enjoyed its sabbath rest and i'm yeah. like Whoa! you know <laughs> well i think it's so great that we're we're kind of anchoring this series on these two books, right? We, mm-hmm. we tend to like to do that. Yeah. You know, just start with the scripture. What is this going to speak to us? Mm-hmm. You know, we have some themes that we pull out. And, um, you know, the last series was very topical. Yeah. Kind of bounced around oh, yeah, yeah. some different scriptures and maybe just a verse or two each week. But now we're hitting these bigger chunks of these books mm-hmm. from the Old Testament, which, mm-hmm. you know, modern day Christians don't tend to read very often. No. <laughs> so yeah. we're going back Especially to Especially these ones. This is not Psalms. This is not yeah, Proverbs. Yeah, it's not, not a popular familiar. one. <laughs> yeah. No. So I think it's really cool to go back and and look at these and, and then figure out, okay, this is still relevant today. Yes. Super relevant. Yeah. And what can we what can we take take and learn from the experiences of these yeah. people thousands of years ago? Mm-hmm that we can apply right now. Mm-hmm. So good. So, yeah. yeah. Well, one of the things, Mackenzie, that I really loved when you were talking about Sabbath is that you're talking about like Sabbath is not just me time. Mm-hmm. Like I think when mm-hmm. a lot of people think about like having a day off, like they think about like, you know, just doing whatever they want, you know, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. that's not the point of Sabbath. It's about reconnecting with God. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. I thought that was hugely important, mm-hmm. um, making that like, clear and getting that through because actually when you were first talking about sabbath i was like yeah yeah that's good but like it needs to be like more than just like a day off and then you were like it's not about me time and i was like that's it yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. oh it totally it totally and that's i think the thing that's shifted because me time and a day off i don't know if anybody else is this way but i always imagined a day off really is to catch up on all the things that i couldn't do yeah Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, yeah. I was having a conversation with one of the girls at the house yesterday about what, you know, she's been thinking about what Sabbath is going to look like for her. And she's like, well, I have to have this other day to do all my laundry and all this other stuff. And mm. I was like, yeah, like that shouldn't be part. I don't unless that brings you a lot of joy and feels connected to Jesus. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you probably shouldn't have that. I mean, laundry doesn't do that for me. Mm-hmm. But, right, and, right. and, you know, I mean, like we had talked previously that, um, the Jewish people didn't even cook on Sabbath. And so they had mm-hmm. to like prepare right. everything for that day. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, 
And uh, that would be me too. Cooking does not bring me joy. It does not mm. make me want to <laughs> love Jesus more. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I want the manna from heaven that I do not have to cook myself. But, but you have to go gather that every day. Uh, so I don't that's it's like so a hard. little walk. Like, does it count as like a hike or something? You know? well, I don't know. I just always imagine that it just sort of like fell right outside the doors. So like I, they didn't even have to go anywhere. They no, just opened the door. Right into my hands. Yeah. Are you yeah, yeah. But you couldn't store it up, right? Well, no. yeah, but that's and the so point. That. I don't mind. I'll, yeah. I'm like, you could only store it the day before Sabbath so that you had it on Sabbath. Oh, right. yeah. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, it's protected you go. that day. Mm-hmm. That's good. So, I mean, it's, it is so important to realize that it's not me time. And so mm-hmm. when you think about that idea, like I kind of talked a little bit about something called pleasure stacking, where you kind of stack your day full of the things that you love to do. Mm-hmm. You just have to make sure that they're also things that will make you love Jesus more. Yes. And yeah. things that like, you know, like maybe that means spending time in prayer or whatever um but in a mm-hmm. way that you feel it doesn't feel like a chore mm-hmm. and so finding right. that way uh, to do that and and so for me a lot of that is is hiking and i'll listen mm-hmm. to podcasts um i'll listen to just people who i find inspiring uh, but sometimes mm-hmm. i'll just like without sound like <laughs> your nature mm-hmm. yeah. um, it's its own music it is its own music it really is and it's taken me a little while to like allow that to be because oh. i'm like but it's an efficiency minded thing and so right to what turn can i accomplish at the same time yes mm-hmm. exactly yeah, yeah. or i'm like well i'm only doing this for exercise or whatever no like right. this is you know another thing and so um that's really important uh, even though sometimes when i hike i'll say my sermons out loud but at the same mm-hmm. time this is the amazing thing is it as you're reconnecting with god in that day or that hour, whatever time you can get, mm-hmm. um, things come out of that time. And so, so many of the things that I've like written or talked about, preached or like a series or whatever has come out of that time. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. when that, that comes, that creativity can flow mm-hmm. when you're back connected with the father. And so mm-hmm. that's, it's so important. And that's what I think is the freedom is in that and that's why i like that um like four part structure from john mark homer mm-hmm. that it's stopping and so you're mm-hmm. not multitasking you're mm-hmm. not planning ahead or anything like that yeah. um stopping um resting resting thank you mm-hmm. um so resting your body or resting your mind and your spirit whatever that looks like for you mm-hmm. um, but particularly in delighting mm-hmm. that's a big one for me and i think delighting and worship can really be intertwined mm-hmm. if you want it yeah. to be and mm-hmm. so um there's something to me so powerful in some of my time in like um, speaking things out loud, like praying out loud, reading mm-hmm. scripture out loud, singing worship songs out loud. If I'm yeah. on a walk, sometimes mm-hmm. I don't even care. I'll sing out loud. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like the freeway right there, so it's fine. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I'll like sing out loud, and sometimes just that act of like not just listening to the music in my headphones, but mm-hmm. singing it out loud, mm-hmm. I'm like in tears, and all of a sudden mm-hmm. it's like feeding my soul in a in a way that it didn't before. So mm-hmm. that's where the creativity comes, which is fun. Just piggybacking on that, um, how, how does community factor into Sabbath? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I think we've talked about it a little bit off and on, but, you know, we're, you just talked about how it's not just about me time. Right. Right. And it's not always necessarily like solitude and no. going off all by yourself either. Right. It can include other people. Yeah. Right? I think honestly, like it should. 
in some yeah. part, way. People that give you life and yes. encourage you and, and build you up. and Yeah, and I think uh, it's a little bit of people out of your routine. I, I think mm, that's really mm-hmm. important, too. Yeah. Um, and it can be people who are in your normal life, too. But one of the things earlier this year, I, I, I love having... I love having it start in the evening, um, kind of mm-hmm. true to the Jewish tradition, um, because you get to start with dinner okay, and yeah. it's like a party at night. And so mm-hmm. what I started doing in the beginning of the year is having, um, dinner with people I don't normally get to see mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Uh, particularly mm-hmm. people who, since I've taken the role as house mom at the Harriet house mm-hmm. have less time for. Right. And so um, my old roommate that I used to live with for like five years, I see her like twice a year at this point. And mm-hmm. so one of those times I went and and had dinner with her or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that I just, I just love like getting around food, <laughs> but yeah. having a meal, you know, um, just a time where it's not like you're around a table and it's not like we have to be out by a certain time or whatever. You get to mm-hmm. just enjoy each other mm-hmm. um, and relax. It's not an agenda thing, anything like that. So c- celebration really with other people is so important, wh- however mm-hmm. you do it. But, you know, whether that's going out to a restaurant or hosting at your house, like I, I've been thinking a lot about like hosting a Shabbat dinner mm-hmm. um, and kind of like looking at, Maybe what are some of the other traditions that went along with that? Um, maybe some readings and yeah. prayer or whatever it is. Because um, I think That's it's cool. a really beautiful thing. So I think it should include people. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not just because I'm extroverted, but <laughs> I yeah. do find solitude. But there has to be a balance, I think. Mm-hmm. Sure. And people that who are bringing life to you, yes. right? Mm-hmm. And yes. outside of your routine. And it's an opportunity. Yeah. To see some people that you might not normally run into. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mine has to be people good. that I'm not normally in some sort of a caretaking role for. Right. Oh, okay. So like Okay, yeah. So like the girls at the house mm-hmm. are not are not in that category because in in my mind they are like people that I take care of. Yeah. You know, because it's a job. Um or like um you know, if it was somebody I was mentoring or mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. that is, you know. So it, for me, it has to be somebody that that it's more a um, mutual relationship versus like a mm-hmm. mentoring or or even like or just somebody who's receiving. taking care of you. Yeah, exactly. Right? I, I want it so to be a little bit more yeah. mutual. Mm-hmm. So, That's good. Yeah. yeah. Well, we can jump into the uh, questions from Sermon now yeah. and talk about our community groups a little bit. Yeah. So mm-hmm. our first question from Sunday was, what does hustle and hurry look like in your life? And I feel like we've kind of already touched on this a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Uh, I think I shared uh, a little bit more. It's kind of funny being in a community group when you just preached. I don't know if you've experienced <laughs> that. Have we done mm-hmm. that with you yet? Uh, I don't know. If we were just about ready to start maybe when I spoke last i think so um so it's just it's it is kind of weird to sit with your group and Mm -hmm. like okay um but i what i shared a little bit about was just it looks like multitasking it looks like not being fully present to the thing that i'm doing Mm -hmm. um and trying to do multiple things at once for efficiency Mm -hmm. and um for fear of not getting the things done in the way that they're supposed to at the same time so sometimes that means i'm reading my bible in the morning 
And then I'm also creating content for a church or for something else or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, or answering an email or whatever. Right. So that's what a lot of my hustle looks like is not being able to be fully present mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. whoever I'm with, whether that's God mm-hmm. or with other people, mm-hmm. because I'm, I'm constantly thinking about other things or checking my phone or whatever. That's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, Holly and I have been watching Downton Abbey <laughs> recently, <laughs> and uh, apparently the whole thing's on Amazon Prime right now. So. Yeah. Uh, so we've been working our way through, and they, you know, it's just aristocratic, like super wealthy family in England. They have all the things. But the wireless was just coming out <laughs> in the mid twenties, mm-hmm. which is a radio. Okay, I was like, <laughs> for, by, a, by another I know, name. I was like, uh, what are we talking about here? Yeah, it's not, it's not Wi-Fi. No, this is. This <laughs> I was is like the... a wireless phone. No, that can't I, be I right. No. See, they had phones, so they yes. already had those. But um, the wireless, so they could pick up these radio stations. Yeah. And the the dad, you know, the the patriarch of the family, mm-hmm. finally allowed one to be rented or hired in. British terms to be set up in their their great room because the king was speaking and that was like because he was he's very loyal to the king right so he (laughs) wanted to hear the king and if the king thinks that this technology is okay then he was going to do it but he was so concerned that having this radio was going to like totally ruin all of their relationships Wow. And like Hmm. having conversations together you know if they're all just like focusing on this radio you know, are they even going to be able to, you know, ask questions to each other, like talk and mm-hmm. have these real genuine relationships? Wow. And I, I just think about how relevant that is to technology that we mm-hmm. deal with now. Yeah. And like, obviously, we have way more wireless things now than they did back <laughs> then. Everything. Uh-huh. And we don't even call the radio wireless anymore because that's just not a... They just all are. Yeah. Everything yeah. does. It's wireless, you know? Most of us don't even use the radio anymore. Yeah, I don't it's remember like, the last right. time. Yeah, it's a, it's a podcast or it's or whatever, you just yeah. listen to the radio online because you yeah. can do that too. I heard radio, yeah. So, but, you know, I, I think, you know, thinking of Sabbath and thinking mm-hmm. of rest... Technology is a huge piece of that. Oh my gosh, yeah. And are we letting technology keep us from being present fully in our relationships yeah. with each other and also with God? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and if technology isn't serving to promote our relationships with people around us and with God, then, you know, maybe we need to shut it off. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. it certainly can be powerful for reconnecting oh, with people. Absolutely. Communicating. We can communicate in so many more ways than we ever have been able mm-hmm. to before. But uh, it can also have its limitations and distractions and yeah. negative effects. Yeah. So I think that has to be part of that conversation, yeah. right, of what Sabbath and rest looks like. Mm-hmm. We have to consider our technology. Yeah. Yeah. I think even further than that, just all of our structures, the way our society has been built now is so individualistic where we miss Mm -hmm. so many connections. Uh, Jeff Bethke, who wrote um, one of the books that I referenced in the sermon, um, also has some really strong opinions on um, the front yard. You know, that he, mm-hmm. he they don't play in the backyard. They, mm-hmm. Like him and his kids, they only play yeah. in the front yard because they want to be connected with their neighbors. And the backyard yeah. was so much like, it's all private. So you only see each other. Mm-hmm. And, mm, um, and like same with our garages. Like we drive home and then you go inside your garage and you don't even see anybody anymore. <laughs> right. And so right. uh, it's it's interesting. It, it's, a, it's worth looking 
at the structure of our lives and what mm-hmm. things have hindered our connections in ways that we don't even realize. Right. Mm-hmm. He also lives in Maui, so that's he does. helpful. Whoa. I'm yeah. sure your front yard in Maui is a lot He actually just got picked accessible. up for a TV show. Oh, really? Whoa. I'm stoked about it. Oh, it's cool. really fun. Because he started on YouTube, right? He As started a... on YouTube, spoken word. Right, he didn't even right. wasn't even married yet or anything, and it's like I twenty two years old. Or something. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, I were similar age, and uh, he was going to school at Pacific uh, outside of Portland. Oh, okay. And I remember seeing his video at first and being like, "Wow, he's really cute. Like maybe I'll meet him." <laughs> that obviously worked out. But, <laughs> no, him and his his wife now live in Maui, and yeah. um, they have three kids, and um, they have some really. Um, important ways of structuring their lives with their family. And I think Mm -hmm. that's really important. And, and part of it is because he had to go through a journey of like him totally like falling apart too, you know? So, Mm. um, and he talks about that in his book a little bit too, which is, which is really cool. Well, I think the key to that is the intentionality. Yes. Right. And we talked about a little bit in community group too, about Mm -hmm. how we just have to be really purposeful with how we structure our week and our time and not to, um, micromanage or, or, you know, get more things done necessarily, right. but the intentionality to actually rest. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what really has struck me this week. Yeah. You know, is being very purposeful and even sitting down with my wife and like, Hey, what can we do as a family mm-hmm. to consider the Sabbath and yeah. things that really build us up and, you know, as yeah. opposed to just filling our schedules again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right now we have all the space we mm-hmm. have had the last few months, right? Mm-hmm. All the events are canceled. All everything is. I mean, there was no fireworks. Or yeah, we were doing oh. something every night of the week yeah. before this. Yep. And they were like, wow, this is actually kind of nice mm-hmm. to not have to go to something all the time. You know, we asked each other, okay, what's going on tomorrow night? Uh, nothing. nothing. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I don't want to miss that when we start yeah. Yeah. opening back up and things start rolling again. Mm-hmm. Our schedules could get just as full we'll or fuller back into than the same it was thing, before. Right. Yeah. And that's something I think is such a good thing to bring up, Matt, is, is how does it look like in a family structure? And that's something that I didn't mm-hmm. touch on, mm-hmm. but um, mm-hmm. Jeff Bethke talks a lot about. I mean, I've, and I've seen videos of them with their um, what Sabbath kind of looks like and they have a dinner and the, they mm-hmm. have certain candles that they light and the kids fight over which one gets which candle and oh, yeah. uh, it's I think it's cease and celebrate are the two different candles oh, that they okay. have and mm-hmm. um, and they have so they involve their family in the practice of Sabbath and mm-hmm. um, they're, I think their oldest is like six or seven um, okay. and their youngest is mm-hmm. still in diapers so mm-hmm. um, you know them I think it's really inspiring for me who doesn't have a family or anything to see like how possible it is with a young like mm-hmm. young family so it's not like mm-hmm. well as soon as they're out of diapers or as soon as this or whatever you know which yeah, yeah, yeah. is super tempting I'm sure but I think that's right. a really important thing as a family to explore is not mm-hmm. just I think it is important individually what that looks like right. um, mm-hmm. but also as a family as a couple probably mm-hmm. in your marriage what is that you know I mean you could probably argue that some of date night really is kind of honoring some sad and things mm-hmm. like that as a couple. Um, but I think your own individual time has to very much be planned out with Well, you, you have know, to communicate with those around you. I yeah. mean, just like you mentioned, talking with the girls at the, at the house. Exactly. They have to know yeah. that your Sabbath is starting now and, and I'm ending not ignoring then. you. And yeah. <laughs> it's like, this is, the, this is the situation. Yeah. There has to be that communication or else 
Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, well, she just ghosted us for a day. Yeah. What's going and on? They, and it was such yeah. a fear. I'm just going to share this. It was such a fear for me to start it hmm. because mm-hmm. I was afraid that the girls in the house were going to think that I wasn't there for them for a day or whatever. Like Mm -hmm. there was something inside of me that was afraid if I took time off, then it would be viewed as like, uh, less caring or whatnot. Mm -hmm. Some of that has Mm -hmm. to do with my personality that, um, we can't, uh, have need (laughs) because, Mm. um, whatever. But, you know, and so that was such a fear for me. And actually like, it was so the opposite. The girls Mm. were so respectful of Mm -hmm. that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I've heard feedback from girls that like, it was like when you were doing your Sabbath, like you seemed a lot healthier. And and when I mentioned kind of finding that rhythm again after all the COVID things. One of the Mm -hmm. girls said, oh, thank goodness. I was like, oh, no, (laughs) this is bad. What have I been like the last couple months? (laughs) But I think there's that there is a real fear in many of us that if we take a day, it's going to be seen as maybe neglect to our responsibility as like irresponsible or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I've really found that people are so honoring of it when you just communicate mm-hmm. you got to communicate it but they're so right. honoring of it and they're like oh okay like that's fine anything you need from me before whatever and mm-hmm. and they're so nice and they long for it themselves it, right. like when mm-hmm. you communicate to other people that you're taking a sabbath they're like oh yeah. i need that mm-hmm. it's yeah. so important yeah. and the language that we use too I, I think of i've been trying to cut out the the phrase of oh i'm sorry for the delay in getting back to you yeah yeah because that's just you a natural thing like yeah. writing an email or a text like if you haven't got back to somebody right away um, right. but that just emphasizes the point that like well we have to do that we have mm-hmm. to reply right away right away mm-hmm. that's not oh. yeah the case you, you know you don't want to neglect it and you don't want to like be lazy about communicating with people sure but it isn't necessarily something to apologize for mm-hmm. yeah exactly so. well exactly. that totally connects to during your sermon you were talking about how we need to have like a culture shift yeah and like mm-hmm. keep each other accountable to yeah. our sabbaths as well and not be like upset that someone's taking a sabbath or something but like be like mm-hmm. no like no you're on your sabbath that's right no that's like great. Yes. don't don't get back to me till tomorrow like it's fine like it's yeah. cool yeah like, it's not really an emergency yeah it's exactly really <laughs> um yeah yeah so I think that's important. Really important. I Because that's, that's something I think we don't talk about as much. Uh, like you may hear like you should Sabbath, you should rest. You got to do self-care. Self-care is the hot, hot, hot word right, right now. Yeah. Um, hyphenated word. But like mm-hmm. that's the word <laughs> self-care, self-care, self-care. Um, but we don't often talk about the responsibility we have to our people to mm-hmm. honor their self-care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And we really have to lean into that and and not just say like oh you need a self-care but all but like when they actually do it like let them do it yeah <laughs> you know? right so let me create space for you to do that or take yeah. take up the slack of something that yes. might need to get can done I take during that off time of your plate so that you can do that exactly right. right yeah yeah so the other question that we had for community groups was what are some ways you might find rest this week mm-hmm. <laughs> I, i'm still trying to figure out a tangible i wanted a tangible answer for this for me it was funny we we were in our community group last night and um one of the girls in my group said you know something around you know she does a lot for other people and so she doesn't always put a lot of time into her things and to into Mm. you know 
improving herself is kind of how she put it. And, Mm -hmm. um, and so she like wanted to, you know, find time for herself. And I said, okay, so, but like how, you know, it's like, so I was like, get out your phone, get out your calendar right now. Because if you talk about it and just talk about it very vaguely, it's not actually going to happen. And so, uh, you know, we had her put in her calendar, a a time where she took herself to her favorite coffee shop and Mm -hmm. and i said and and start just making a list of the things that you you know want to like whatever that means that you want and you cannot cancel on yourself because that's just as bad as canceling (laughs) with a friend Mm -hmm. you know like don't be a flake on yourself Mm. so um i really wanted to be tangible and for me i'm like trying to figure out what what the tangible thing for avoiding multitasking is and I'm, hmm. I'm not sure yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think part of it is going to be like some like breaks from my phone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's a huge one for me. So I think it's going to look like um, my phone staying in my car when I go to dinner with people or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the hard thing with like when I read my Bible, I'm also listening to something. Um, yeah. And that's some so certain ways that I study too. Um, and I use my, I use some apps that help me study. And so that's mm-hmm. kind of a hard thing. And yeah. at one point I was like, I'll just use my computer. Well, my computer is linked to my phone too. So it just like doesn't even matter. <laughs> Unlink them. So <laughs> no, no, but then I really love it too. So it's, it's yeah. a hard one. And I, you know, so I'm still trying to figure that out, honestly, mm-hmm. but I'm kind of on that journey. So I don't have a full answer, but. Yeah. Yeah. has ideas. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's good. Um, Remind me the question. I just totally Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, What are some ways you might find rest this week? Oh, yes. Yes. Um, Yeah, it's it's weird. We had to cancel our big trip. We were going to go to like five national parks. Ah, same. And end up in Colorado, which is where my international student ministry conference was going to be. Oh, yeah. Of course, that conference went online. So it was like three virtual mornings you know for a couple hours i celebrated 10 years with the organization (laughs) on a computer screen uh (laughs) at the kitchen table (laughs) um, it's just a a bizarre time right and we've all had to change the plans and so this is nothing new but um we're just trying to break up you know that was gonna be like almost two weeks yeah away and Mm. now we're like okay we'll just keep plugging away at home you know so we're trying to figure out, okay, here's like two or three days we can go here and, and go camping or go mm-hmm. hiking or something like that. Um, and, you know, hook up the trailer and just get away. Mm-hmm. We we're actually looking at later this week, like maybe, maybe we can squeeze in like a two night thing yeah. somewhere, uh, maybe off the grid a little bit. So yes. you can't get the phone calls and you can't. Yes. Um, and it's amazing, you know, when you do get off the grid like that and people literally cannot get a hold of you. It's amazing. <laughs> How much like the world just keeps going. Mm-hmm. Is that incredible? You know, when you get back, yeah, you might have 50 to 100 emails in your inbox. Sure. But most of those probably weren't that important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or they could wait yeah. for a few more days. And it's not a big deal. And yeah. I kind of have a love-hate relationship with emails in that yeah. way. Because, you know, if it is an emergency, give me a call or yeah. a text. I tend to stay up to speed on those. Yeah. Um, but my inbox, you know. Oh, I just yeah. Can't. So letting those things rest for a while and forcing yourself to get away so you can't even if even if you turn on your phone you're it not gonna have reception anything. it'll let you take <laughs> pictures it's not just a camera it's just a camera isn't that amazing i yeah. love here's 
the feature I love about email is you can put it to like out of office and it'll auto reply. So it's not like you're oh, ignoring yeah. them. Yeah. And then they just know you're at the office or whatever. Mm-hmm. I should you know, do that more your often. message. Yeah. I wish our phones would do that. Like a text <laughs> message. Like oh, it'll yeah. do if I'm driving, like so-and-so is driving, like whatever. Yeah. But uh, it usually doesn't do that But there is the do not now. disturb feature on right. most phones. Which I just wish it would send really that message out. Like, oh, hey, yeah, uh, yeah. Mackenzie does not want to be bothered right now. So right. she'll go back to you later. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So, That's good. Yeah. How about you, Morgan? What's... Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was talking about it in my community group and mm-hmm. just kind of like thinking about I've I've never like made an effort to have like a specific day that's my Sabbath or anything like that. Mm, but mm-hmm. especially moving into this next year with working with the the young adults group mm-hmm. and um, stuff like that, I feel like that'll be something that I'm going to have to incorporate into like my yes. weekly routine. Yeah. Um, and so I just kind of like thinking about, well, how will that work? I was like, oh, well, yeah, kind of like similar to you, Mackenzie. I was like, well, I'll just turn my phone off. I won't use it all day. But then I was like, oh, but like, you know, music, that's one way that I right. connect with the Lord mm-hmm. and, and podcasts similar and, you know, resources for studying my Bible. And I was like, okay, well, I guess maybe I'll just turn it on airplane mode. But then I was like, oh, but then I can still reach social media and I don't want to get yeah. distracted by that. So I was like, okay, well, how am I, how am I going to have to figure this out and navigate this? I was like, just self-control. You won't use social media. Yeah, yeah we're really right. good at that. Uh-huh, I know. That's just, why I have a passcode that you only know on my phone true. for social just get media. An iPod. Those things are oh, amazing. Yes. They're super tiny. The batteries last for a long time <laughs> and they don't connect to the internet. So amazing. But, so, but you can't download like podcasts on You'd have to do it I from mean, your computer. Yeah. It's a little okay. bit more work. And, I yeah. don't even do yeah. that anymore. I don't know. Some I kind mean, of cable. Between I do them. remember having an iPod and a phone and Those like having the days, them for two you know? separate things. Or just go way back to like a Walkman. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. yeah. I did think about Super that actually. Analog. I was like, maybe I'll I just get a CD, like, CD player. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anti-skip CD player. How do you create your own CDs? Oh, yeah. That's right. I know. So it's, it's a definitely a, a journey to figure out. <laughs> well, it's a lot of work, right? I think it emphasizes the point of right. real rest is actually a lot of work. Yeah. Yes. To prepare for that, to plan mm-hmm. for it. And, and it was for the Israelites. Yes, it yeah. was. They were making food like way ahead of time. So they would have something to eat. Mm-hmm. They were preparing all the other household chores and all of the, the work, the farm work or whatever they were doing that yeah. week. They had to have that all up to speed so that they could actually enjoy mm-hmm. the Sabbath. Um, and then when they weren't enjoying the Sabbath, then they got stuck in ex- exile. So yeah. it's like, <laughs> time out. <laughs> when you think about those consequences, and maybe the coronavirus is kind of like a big exile right now. A little bit. Um, you know, there are real consequences to to this and you can go into like the medical research on like oh, stress yes and i and mean it, the, it can kill you earlier if you don't the rhythm rest. of our sleep and rest yeah. you yeah. know the fact that our that our bodies are kind of on that same rhythm of work and rest and so like mm-hmm. it's so ingrained into who we are yeah. um there's so much like research that backs up sabbath that's outside yeah. of the bible which is right. incredible yeah well that's how god created the world Exactly. You mentioned that on Sunday. Yeah, it is. You know, in, even in the rhythm of the six days of creation and then the seventh day was mm-hmm. God rested. And it's like God doesn't need to rest, but he was setting that up as an example for us to follow. Yes. You know, I mean, God can certainly power through it if anyone can. Sure. But <laughs> but he wanted to 
us to see that that rhythm was from the foundation of the world. Mm -hmm. Uh, So when we miss that, we're missing really God's rhythm for our life. Right. And it kind of comes back to the fact that like, I think the heart of of hustle is we're trying to do it on our own. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. and really that rest is putting it back. It's, it's a humbling of ourselves really Mm -hmm. of putting it back on, on Jesus and the finished work of the cross and, and that, that God really is in control of this and not me, because Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if it were me, I, you bet I would be hustling and I do because most of the time I still think I'm in control and it's, crazy but it is it is like that that's where that shift i think comes in our mind Mm -hmm. is that we have to get our core belief Mm because our core belief is the thing that informs our behavior so Mm -hmm. if we believe that god's forgotten us if we believe that god can't really be trusted if we believe that if i let go of some things things will fall apart then of course i'm going to hustle for it of course i'm going to be grasping at straws and trying to figure it all out Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. if i'm operating out of the fact that God can be trusted. He will follow through. He yeah. will protect us. He does do all those things for us. And in the end, it all works out beautifully, yeah. as we know. And if yeah. it hasn't worked out beautifully, it's not the end yet. And so, <laughs> as John Corson says, good point. But, yeah. but if we're operating out of that belief, our behavior mm-hmm. is going to look so differently and i almost wonder those people that you see that are constantly at peace mm-hmm. i think that's the reason why yeah that's good uh, we talked about it a little bit before we even started recording today yeah of like lining up what we what we sing about in these worship songs right, yeah. right? and if we actually live that out and believe those things mm-hmm. put those into practice yeah and lived as as though god actually was like that yeah how differently would our lives be right yeah. if we just so. believed god Right. What? Crazy, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. good. Yeah, so true. Lots of things to think about. Mm-hmm. So as we're wrapping up today, do you guys mm-hmm. have any resources or recommendations for people who are trying to uh, learn how to take a Sabbath or ways that they can reconnect with God or things that you guys use in your personal lives? Yeah, we'll probably put some things in the show notes too, mm-hmm. but... Um, uh, I mentioned two books in the sermon. Um, one of them is Jefferson Bethke, To Hell with the Hustle, and that is a really incredible book. And then I actually haven't fully read all of um, John Mark Comer's book, um, mm-hmm. but some of the material I got for the sermon came from the podcast that the two of them did together. Um, but his yeah. book is called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really interesting to hear him talk about even the title behind that. And even Jeff to talk about the title of To Hell with the Hustle is kind of an edgy one for a Christian world. They're both world. pretty yeah. strong titles. They're yeah. very Ruthless. strong titles. Yeah. And yeah. Jeff Bethke actually says that um, he he created like a mock version of it to heck with the hustle for, for people who can't handle it. But so those two books um, I would highly recommend um, and they did a podcast together. Yeah, I just was multitasking and pulled up the <laughs> podcast. So uh, wait, what's the name of the podcast? It's on Spotify and it's called Fight, Hustle, End, Hurry. Mm-hmm. So okay. just, just search that and uh, it's really good. I'm, I'm only about halfway through myself. Yeah. But they have very, just very practical. Each episode is about a different kind of way of of uh, encouraging 
Sabbath in your life. And they actually talk about Sabbath specifically, but they talk about silence and solitude and simplicity was one. Just how can we simplify our lives and the things in our lives? Mm -hmm. And they give some really practical advice on that. Yeah. Um, This is a great time to like go through all your stuff in your house. Mm -hmm. We've been doing that. We just (laughs) moved a couple months ago, which is a natural Yes. Time to do that, <laughs> yeah. but purging, uh, yes. purge, and and it's a constant thing. Mm-hmm. And then think about like, okay, now our next purchases, right? We're gonna be like way more intentional about because we don't want to just like throw them away or give them away like a year from now when we don't actually use it. Yeah. <laughs> and so how um, it gets back to that intentionality, that purpose. It's um, true. Yeah. It's so, true. Yeah. Uh, that's a great podcast. I think another uh, resource that I really like. Um, is an app that um, sometimes mm. I'll wake up with, um, start my day, or I'll end my day with, um, and it's called Soul Space. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And it's a it's kind of like a meditation app, but there's not a lot of meditation apps that have like um, it rooted in scripture. Mm. Um, and okay. this one really is, and it's it's really great. So it's um, it includes breathing, um, which I think we really should be paying attention to how we treat our bodies in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, it includes like um, some portion of scripture that's read over you um, and and some things to kind of meditate on and think through while you're there. And then also mm-hmm. to kind of clear your mind of everything else for just a few minutes. You know, it's five mm-hmm. minutes um, or usually. And so it's a great, great resource in that way. So. That's really good. That whole that could be a whole separate podcast about meditation. Yes. <laughs> but yes. You know, having lived in Asia and having been exposed to, you know, other forms of meditation, mm-hmm. um, it's the simple way I've thought about that is, you know, typically like Eastern meditation mm-hmm. is where you just empty your mind of everything. Right. Uh, and that's the goal, right? It's just to be completely empty and Mm -hmm. like not thinking about anything but the goal of christian meditation is really um yes there's an emptying maybe Mm -hmm. of some things that are distracting you or Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. on your mind but the goal actually is to fill your mind with the thoughts of christ yes so when that is your end point um i mean scripture has to be a foundation of that absolutely it could include worship music i mean it can include other things but um, the goal is not just to be like a zombie, mm-hmm. <laughs> but the goal is to actually be more filled with God's spirit than you were before mm-hmm. yeah. and to be more in line and in tune with what he wants for you that day. Yeah. So that's a, I mean, that's a fantastic way to start. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really great, it's a, just a great one to kind of take a few minutes out of the day, um, you know, choose, choose wisely when you do it. Cause sometimes, uh, if I do it the first thing when I wake up in the morning, like mm-hmm. I want that foundational piece that like, I want, like some people say no Bible, no breakfast or like whatever. Like mm-hmm. I want that to start mm-hmm. my day. Um, but it's really soothing. And so mm-hmm. sometimes I fall right back asleep. So, uh, <laughs> and, then doing, <laughs> and then doing it at the end of the day, like I fall asleep so quickly. And so then I won't even hear it. I'm like, I'm just asleep. So wow. <laughs> find, find your time, whatever works for you. But it, it's a it's a really great one. Uh, I know several yeah. of the girls in the house also use it. And there's a so. posture to it too, right? So like if you get out of bed and you're like standing up, then it's harder to fall asleep. Right. So or if I go sit in my chair, it's yeah. much better. But sometimes I would do it in my bed. That did not work out. Yeah, <laughs> in yeah, my yeah. bed, no. Chair works. It's good to so. know what works for yeah, what works for you. It's so. true. It's true. And, and you know, the great thing is that there's creativity in, in mm-hmm. all of it. So um, I think there's lots of resources. Those are mm-hmm. just a few. Um, Morgan, I don't know if you use anything else at this point. Um, not 
necessarily. I mean, I just have like my daily devotions that are just in a book. Mm-hmm. I, I have um, mm-hmm. uh, one by John Corson that yes. I'm going through right now that I really love. And uh, when I miss cool. a day, uh, which mm-hmm. sometimes happens, I just read two the next day. Because yeah. <laughs> it's by date, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's by oh, date. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I know people who um, kind of create their own resources. They make their own playlist. Um, mm-hmm. A friend of mine mm-hmm. makes like a um, kind of just not a brain dump, but kind of like just calm down and like mm. just calm the brain playlist mm-hmm. whatever and mm-hmm. so you can you can get creative with things of mm-hmm. creating the music that you want to mm-hmm. like feed your soul with or whatever and um, I think that's really beautiful so it's good yeah well that's everything huh mm-hmm. that's everything uh, well thanks everybody for joining us on mm-hmm. behind the message and uh, we're excited to see the rest of this series and uh, I assume Joe is up on the docket but I don't know who we'll knows we'll see Surprise. in the morning we'll figure it out <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> yes. thanks everybody bye bye